The offense for the Atlanta Braves continues to struggle as they drop a one nothing game to the Philadelphia Phillies on Thursday. We'll talk about that and then answer your questions, including what is the preferred lineup? Do we trust Matt Olson? And we'll go ahead and take a look at some the needs for this offseason for the Atlanta Braves. All that on a Friday mailbag episode of the Lockdown Braves podcast. So let's get into it. You are locked on Braves. Your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to the Locked On Braves podcast. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. The Locked On Braves podcast is brought to you as part of the Locked On Sports Atlanta. Make sure you follow Locked On Sports Atlanta on YouTube, where you can get the postcast with me and Grant McCauley after every Atlanta Braves game. Again, I'm Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball and check out my bio there to see where I'm covering the game of baseball, including the Atlanta Braves in written form over at tomahawktake.com, where I'm the co-editor. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOn underscore Braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback you have for the podcast. I'll be answering some of those questions on today's podcast. And if you are watching on YouTube, please do me a favor. Hit that thumbs up button and that notification bell. It does help support me and the show a ton when you do that. And thanks for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of each and every day. We post episodes daily, five days a week, Monday through Friday and are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. On today's podcast, we're going to briefly talk about Thursday's frustrating loss to the Philadelphia Phillies, one to nothing, talk about that offense and just how bad they've been, really, for the last week and a half now. And then we're going to move into your questions. Got a lot of really good questions. Want to talk about Matt Olson, lineup construction, the health of Acuna, uh, what the Braves may do in the offseason and some of their biggest needs. So we'll answer all those questions. And then we'll set you up for the weekend as well as the Braves try to get back on track as they face three these Philadelphia Phillies three more times. But again, let's let's briefly talk about Thursday's loss to the Philadelphia Phillies. I don't want to spend too much time on this because it was hard enough to watch. I'm sure it's hard enough to talk about, but the Braves do lose one to nothing. Just a crazy game. I mean, you had a win absolutely howling in. You had an umpire who was not competent behind the plate, had no idea what was going on, and both of those things affected both teams. The Phillies hit two balls I thought were no doubters, and the win knocked them down. Now, the Braves had at least one such swing and the Phillies had calls go against them uh the ninth place batter Guthrie he struck out on a pitch that was almost in the dirt and then there obviously was the big call in the ninth inning against Robbie Grossman that should have been ball four should have set up first and second for Dansby Swanson but was not to be so just a lot of kind of weird things that happened but you got to play through those things the Braves weren't able to do that and because of that they lose one to nothing they lose a half a game in the NL East with the Mets off. And the offense just continues to struggle. No runs on six hits, two walks, nine strikeouts. Facing a starter in Ranger Suarez, not necessarily a strikeout pitcher, a guy the Braves have now seen five times this year. And they couldn't get anything working 
against him. I don't like that at all. Uh, I, I feel like the Braves have not adjusted to him, and he's adjusted to the Braves. You know what his game plan is, what he's trying to do. He's trying to get you to swing on top of that sinker. You got to see the ball up, and the Braves just weren't patient enough, and they kept swinging at those pitches down in the zone and kept rolling over into easy first pitch ground outs, and that to me was what was most frustrating about this game from an offensive standpoint. And they had opportunities over six with runners in scoring position, nine left on base. They had chances to score in this game. They had opportunities to do damage. Nobody could come up with that big hit. And again, you know, because the wind was blowing in, home runs weren't really a factor. And we've talked about it. The Braves struggle when they're not getting those home runs. They're not getting those extra base hits. They're not stringing hits together. And with Acuna out of the lineup, it really makes this lineup feel a lot slower. And that's, you know, obvious when you take Acuna out of there and you insert a Marcelo Zuna. But the middle of this order is just so station to station. It's really hard to manufacture runs when, you know, you're getting single, single, and you're facing a pitcher in Suarez who doesn't walk anybody. And the Braves don't take enough pitches to get walks. So, it just makes it really difficult for this offense to to score when they're not getting those home runs, they're not getting the extra base hits, and they're trying to string hits together uh, with an offense with a lineup that just isn't particularly fast. We're talking about Riley, Olsen, Darno, Contreras, Azuna. You know those guys; they don't move particularly well. Grossman, you know, okay, can move, and then obviously Grissom, Harris, and Swanson were your fast guys in the lineup, but just makes it a lot harder to try to manufacture runs and uh, this offense I've really been talking about it for for over a week now really since the end of that west coast trip really been struggling lately over their last 10 games they're averaging three and a half runs per game that's well below their season average of 4.9 runs per game on the year you look at September as a whole they're right at 4.5 runs per game which again not too much lower than their season average, but these last 10 games in particular, this offense has really slowed down, and we've talked about it. A lot of that has to do with the guys at the top of the order, uh, whether it's you know Acuna, who's been okay, Swanson, again, been okay, but Riley and Olsen in the middle uh, just haven't been able to get things going. Now, that was a good thing from Thursday's game. Riley was three for three, got hit by a pitch, a pitch that grazed him like a I get it. You want to get on base. I would have liked Riley see, you know, stay in the box. We need him to, to hit those home runs. And, you know, the guy was already, you know, three for three on the night, but, you know, get on base however you can, certainly not uh, questioning, you know, his motives there. But again, a good sign for him that he's able to rack up three hits. I mentioned Acuna out of the lineup with a back issue. Just frustrating. Um, I know for him more than anybody, but, Braves need Acuna in there, and it kind of seemed like he was getting things going both offensively and defensively, and now to have something else kind of flare up on him, it's just it's frustrating. Um, the Braves got to have him. They don't just have to have him in the lineup. They have to have him defensively. They need him in right field. We've talked about that. So hopefully it's something minor, and he's back out there on Friday night and over the weekend and down the stretch. Uh, but certainly, you know, Braves are going to be cautious with him. 
You know, on the mound, Max Freed, look, he struggled. And I feel like he's been, quote unquote, struggling for the last, you know, couple of starts, especially. And I say struggling in the sense that he's just fighting his command. He's not, he's not locating as precisely as we're used to Max Freed locating. All that said, still been very effective. Nine straight starts of two earns or less. So, I mean, he is getting the job done, but you know, he is, he's having to, to battle within himself, within the game in order to get through these innings, five innings, five hits, one walk, one earn, eight strikeouts and 107 pitches. And he got a little bit of help from the umpire as well. Had some calls go his way in some big spots, but there's no doubt, you know, this was not an easy game for Max Breed. And I just don't feel like we've seen him have that easy game for a while now. Again, still been really good been really effective again giving up 200 or less just about every time he goes out but we just haven't seen things come easy for max Fried lately whatever the reasoning for that so again whether that's you know fatigue from a long season which i think is justified after the Braves going deep into the postseason last year you've had to battle all year i talked about this and my biggest concerns on yesterday's podcast is you know, this team played a long season last year. They've been grinding all year long to try to get back in this division race. Understandable that these guys may be getting a little tired down the stretch here. So, again, I'm not I'm not suggesting that for Max Freed. Just pointing out the last several starts now, it just feels like he is really having to battle to get through these outings. Not many clean outings, not many clean innings. It's just been a struggle for him. Still been good, still been great, still been ace-type Max Freed, but would love to see him get back to that guy who's you know constantly going six, seven innings you know rather easily under 100 pitches. So, uh, again, gave his team a chance to win. Pitching staff did their job. Offense has to step up, and they know that, and it starts with those guys at the top of the order. They got to get it done. All right, I spend way more time on that than I intended to, but I do think it's you know important. You know, we just we focus on this offense and how they need to get going. I think that's the most important thing for this Braves team down the stretch. Next, turn my attention to your questions. Talking about that lineup, talking about Matt Olson, talking about offseason uh, needs. Uh, we'll do that after this. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs. Uh, sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including uh, the NFL and college football seasons as they are now underway. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sport wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. So I took some questions on Friday. Don't have a lot of off days here the last couple of weeks. So I want to take uh, one segment to answer some questions real quickly. First one comes from Matt, who says, do you trust Matt Olson? in the playoffs, even if he breaks out of this slump beforehand, I am not sold on him. Do I trust Matt Olson? Yes, I trust Matt Olson. Um, look, he's in a terrible slump, um, maybe one of the worst slumps that he's had. And I feel like he'll come out of it. Um, he has to. I mean, the Braves need him to. And I think 
you have to trust him. You know, whether you want to bump him down a spot in the order, put him fifth, you know, that's fine if you want to do that. But either way, Matt Olson has to be that guy. And I feel like he can if he can just, and easier said than done, just calm down. I mean, I feel like the guy is pressing right now, trying to do too much for a fan base who wants him to win, wants him to be like his the guy that played first base before him. That's a lot of pressure on this guy. And I feel like if he can just relax, be himself like he was at the beginning of the year, take his walks. Again, I, I mentioned that about the other night. He gets ahead 2-0 in a big spot late in the game, runner already on first, and then he helps the pitcher out by swinging at some bad pitches because I feel like he's he's trying to do too much. You know, just relax, be yourself, take your walks, take what the pitchers give you, and, and I think he'll be just fine. Again, easier said than done, but yes, I trust Matt Olson and the Braves do as well, and they they need to. They're going to need him down the stretch. All right, next question comes from Chris Shaffey, who says Braves were underdogs last year and got hot at the right time to win it all. If they don't win the division, they still have the heart and talent to do it all again. They just went on a winning streak, but have now lost two. Do you think they are a game away from getting hot again? And it's a funny question to me in the sense that, and I get where Chris is coming from because I'm right there, but you know, he mentions it. They just had a five-game winning streak. They lose two in a row. And it feels like the wheels are falling off. I mean, I think that's the expectations for this team now. And again, where we are in the year where they have to win every game if they want to win this division. So you lose two in a row and yeah, the fan base is panicking a little bit. So do I think they're a game away? Yes. I think this offense, I think these players are a game away, a swing away from getting hot, getting going. Look, I don't feel like they've played their best baseball the past two weeks, and yet they've still been winning games, yet they're still only a game and a half out of the NL East. So even when this team's not playing their best, they've proven they can still win games. But I do believe you know they're a game, a game of two away, of just having some good at-bats. I go back to the series at City Field where the Braves were just embarrassed by the Mets and the at-bats were terrible and after that, you saw a concerted effort and a change in the approach at the plate. And the Braves did that for, for two or three weeks and had a really good run. Now I feel like they're back in this rut of just having these bad at-bats and, and chasing pitches and swinging at-bat pitches early in the count and getting ahead in the count and then just swinging at a pitch that they think is going to be there. Again, hitting's not easy, but I just feel like the at-bats really for the last two weeks or, or so now just haven't been those competitive postseason type at bats that the Braves are capable of having. And again, that I think they had after that series in City Field where they played so good for two or three weeks. We're just not seeing that. And again, that, that could be just part of fatigue. They're getting worn down. It's a long season. They played really hard to get back to this point. They know they have a long stretch ahead of them in the postseason. So again, I'm not trying to make excuses for them, but I just feel like they haven't been having that postseason type of approach at the plate for a couple of weeks now. And I think it's showing with a type of offense or lack of offense that they have at the moment. But yeah, I feel like they can, they can turn it on quickly and get going. I have all the confidence in the world that this offense can do so. Next question comes from Ali Gazelbish. Uh, sorry, probably completely butchered that. Um, says, what is the biggest offseason need to address? Rotation, outfield, 
another option at first base. Um, yeah, that's not going to happen. Ollie, um, Matt Olson is there, and I trust Matt Olson. I think he's going to have a big 2023 uh, just personally, and I don't think he's been bad in 2022, but I just think settled in another year. I think he's going to have a big 2023. But either way, looking at the biggest offseason needs, I think it's probably going to be in the rotation. You know, I don't think Charlie's coming back. It's been kind of a a rough year for him coming off a big injury. And then it's just kind of been inconsistent, still been, you know, relatively good, but I don't think the Braves are bringing him back at that price point. If they bring him back, it'll be in a much lower price point, but I think it's going to be the rotation. Do they go out and get another arm at the top? Are they fine with freed and strider and Wright, And then bringing along a, you know, an elder, uh, or a Kyle Muller. So I think it's probably going to be the rotation. I mean, the offense is set. Where are you going to make upgrades? Catcher is set, first base, second base, um, third base. I've skipped over shortstop there. I guess that will be the, the need to address if you don't bring back Swanson. So that's probably your answer there. I, I guess I'm just in my mind. I'm thinking Swanson's coming back. But if he doesn't come back, shortstop becomes by far uh, the biggest offseason need to address. So Assuming he is a free agent, you know, that is the answer, shortstop. I think it's one of the most important positions in the sport. So you got to address that, whether it's Swanson or somebody else, how do they pivot? But assuming they're also going to move Von Grissom to the outfield, I think your outfield is set with Grissom, uh, Harris, and Acuna. So um, for me, the biggest offseason needs, address shortstop, rotation, always the bullpen. And then what are you going to do at DH? What are you going to do with Marcel Ozuna, how do you handle Darno and Contreras? Um, I think those are some of the issues, but we'll be talking about that all offseason here on Locked On Braves. Next question comes from Chris, who says, What would be your ideal one through nine? I uh, heard a ton of your takes, but I don't think I've heard this. All available players healthy. What's your best lineup? All av available players being healthy is the key here. If healthy, Obviously, Ronald Acuna Jr. is your leadoff hitter in my mind. And I think the top four remains the same. Look, Acuna, Swanson, Riley, Olsen, I think that has to be your top four. And I think you just really need those guys to get going and play like they're capable. If the Braves are going to do anything in the postseason, I think you just have to re rely on those guys to get it going. After that, I got Travis Darno. Then I have Harris, and then I have Contreras. And I know TDA and Contreras have been hitting back-to-back -back in the lineup you know, a lot when they're in there together. But I mentioned the lack of speed in the middle of the order. When you have Riley, Olsen, uh, TDA, and Contreras all batting consecutively, it's great when those guys are hitting home runs. But when they're not, they're typically hitting singles. And you're not typically going to get three singles out of those guys and that's pretty much what it's going to take to get one run because they're just, they're so station to station. So for me, I'd like to split that up with a little bit of speed. You also put a lefty in there. So I would split TDA and Contreras up with Harris um, to give you some more speed in the middle of the lineup. And again, give you another lefty up there at the top. If you wanted to double up and go Riley TDA um, and then Olsen, and then Contreras, and then Harris. I think you could do that again, but then that makes the middle of your order just so slow. Um, I, I just, it kind of, it, it pains me sometimes to see the middle of the order where 
you know, it is single, single, and then you're stuck with runners on first and second, and you don't get that next hit, you don't get that home run, and those guys are just standing there. So I hate that part of the lineup, again, when the when the home runs aren't coming or the doubles, and they're just so station to station. So I want some speed there. And then at eight and nine, I got Grossman and then Grissom. For me, I think you put Grissom back in that nine hole and just leave him there. Again, that nine hole's been so successful for the Braves this year. It gives you some speed, you know, for a guy that can get on. And Grissom will take his walks, and you get on base for the top of the order. So I'd have Grissom batting ninth. So Acuna, Swanson, Riley, Olsen, uh, Travis Darno, Michael Harris, William Contreras, Grossman, and Grissom. That my ideal lineup right now, really, whether righty or lefty. I mean, if you wanted to to put Rosario there in there um, instead of Grossman against righties, I, I guess you could do that. But I just like the at-bats that Grossman gives you the majority of the time. Should have had a big walk in the ninth inning on Thursday. So that's my lineup. Let me know yours in the comments below. And then our last question here comes from Eddie Greer, who says, big listener of the podcast, thanks. Who else would you consider other than Dansby to hit in the leadoff spot if Ronald is not in the lineup to jumpstart the offense? And, yes, I definitely want to keep Ronald in the one spot. Um, for me, it's Michael Harris. Uh, I mean, if you're not going to have Ronald up there, why not put Harris up there? Maybe that's a lot of pressure on a young kid, but I like having that speed at the top of the lineup. Uh, he has shown power at the major league level. Didn't show a ton at the minor league level but he has shown it at the major league level. So for me, the obvious choice is Michael Harris. Again, might be a lot of pressure on him, but I'd put Michael Harris at the top if Acuna can't do it. So that'd be my answer. Again, let me know yours in the comments below. All right, next, we'll turn our attention to the weekend. Braves trying to get on track. And I got a, some unfortunate news for Mike Soroka that we'll talk about next. The Atlanta Braves uh, on on Thursday ended the season of Mike Soroka. He's done for the year with some elbow inflammation. He was set to make one more start at Gwinnett, and then I think that was likely it for him anyway. It had become pretty clear he wasn't going to be a factor this season for the Atlanta Braves. I selfishly was hoping he'd get you know one start or make an appearance for the Braves this year, just kind of to get that out of the way and complete that comeback, but you know, with the elbow inflammation, which makes sense. The guy hasn't pitched in nearly two years. I can understand why there might be some inflammation there. So Braves are going to shut him down, give him an offseason to to rest, recover, and then come back in the spring, as Snit said, and compete for a job. And uh, that's where we're at right now. But it makes things a little tricky this offseason because Sorok is an arbitration-eligible player, you know, who's been making around $3 million. You're going to continue to pay him that much when you don't know what you're going to get out of him. It's going to be an interesting offseason, I think, for Mike Soroka and the Braves and what they decide to do. And again, we'll be talking about that a lot this offseason. But I, for one, love Mike Soroka, certainly cheering for him, whether it's with the Braves or, or whomever. I hope he's able to come back and have a solid career. As for this weekend series against the Philadelphia Phillies, the Braves got a tough road ahead of them now. It's not going to be easy, especially on Friday night. It's going to be Jake Odorizzi versus Aaron Nola. Braves were able to get to Aaron Nola for four runs last time, but after that, he really settled in and dominated. Looked like Aaron Nola. So with the way this offense is swinging the bat now or not swinging, 
going to be a tough matchup on Friday night. You never know what you're going to get from Oda Rizzi. Um, you know, he's got some good pitches. He's got that fastball. If he's locating it well, the cutter. Um, and, you know, I thought he threw the cutter much better his last time out. So going to be a tough one for the Braves on Friday. Then you got Kyle Wright versus Colby Falter on Saturday. And then Charlie Morton versus Kyle Gibson on Sunday. You feel much better in those two matchups. But Braves are going to have to try to win this series now. I said coming in, again, the margin for error is so thin. Mets are out playing the A's. You know they're likely going to at least win two of those games. So Braves got to at least win two of these next three. would be great, obviously, if they could win all three of them. And hopefully the A's can give the Braves some help there on the West Coast. But just more than anything, need this offense to wake up and get some momentum and get going down the stretch in the postseason. That's the biggest thing for me right now. Look, I would love to win the division, but more than anything, I just want to see this team playing good baseball going into the postseason and feeling good about themselves. If they have to go into a wild card series and win two or three at home against the, the Padres or the Phillies, you know, so be it. But I want to see this team get clicking and playing again like I know they're capable. It's They've really been playing some ugly baseball since that West Coast trip. And again, they've still been able to win over that stretch, showing how good they are. But just want to see this offense get going, see this team start clicking, and hopefully that happens over the weekend in Philadelphia. That will do it for this episode of Lockdown Braves. Thanks for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of the day. Now go make your second listen, the Lockdown MLB podcast, where MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and a unique perspective on every team from around the league. Again, thanks for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Lockdown underscore Braves, and you can follow me at Shortstop Ball. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcast, and we will talk to you next time. Hey, this is Stacy Gotsoulias. DC Lundberg. Ryan Finkelstein. Taylor Blake Ward. Host of Locked On Yankees. Locked On Mariners. Locked On Mets. Locked On Angels. And you're listening to Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Locked On Braves. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. 